Hey everybody, uh, we're about to get started, but before that, we have an ad. Yes, this week's episode is presented by Eternal Confidence, an interview series by Homesick Productions, now available on YouTube. Yes, Eternal Confidence explores what we believe and why. It features interviews with people of faith, as well as people who left their faith behind. It's kind of like what we do, but... Uh, Probably more serious. Yeah, it's true. I, mm-hmm. I liked I liked the vibe they gave off. I thought it was very similar to I think mm-hmm. what we're going for. Um, they're not biased. Yeah. We kind of are, but oh, yeah. still try to like show that. Oh, here, here's another. I'm fine being biased. Mm-hmm. Eternal confidence brings an unbiased perspective, taking a no stance, thereby inviting the audience to respond to the various narratives with their own beliefs. Um, that's great. I mean, mm-hmm. it's nice to have uh, an unbiased look at these things. Yeah, we we try and be impartial, but yeah. we don't always succeed. I think. I think. Yeah, I think what we're trying to do is like, hey, we're uh, we're trying not to be biased, but here's our biases, and yeah. but they're like, I really liked um, they did that that one where it was the father, the minister father, talking to their pagan, their gay pagan daughter, and that was yes, like, that I, was, that was I, really I really, I really enjoyed that one, and uh, they're focused on being both empathetic and honest and it's a can look at genuine beliefs mm-hmm. and it helps people explore their own belief system yeah as well as the other side yeah um go check them out let them know that uh hey believe it or not sign us yeah and uh, they're they're just starting their second season so yeah i mean go check it out there's a whole season to start with and then if you like it if you like it watch season two watch season one watch season two and then, uh, yeah, check it out. I think it'll, I think you'll enjoy it. If you're into this show, I think you'll be into that. And uh, hey, w- when you go check it out, leaving your comment that uh, believe it or not sent you, because mm-hmm. that's good for everyone. Mm-hmm. America needs a tidal wave of the old time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations. To receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sins. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Believe It or Not. The show where we believe it or not. Or do we believe it? Or we could believe no, it. that we, we would get copyright. That's true. Ripley's Rated and... Copyrighted. Yeah. yeah. I'm Trevor Pullman. And I'm Damian Depping. And today... Yeah? We're talking about the dead. Oh, yeah. Like the living undead? Or the Grateful the li- Dead. The living dead? The, the band, grateful the Grateful Dead. dead. <laughs> this is about... This is a deadhead episode. Yeah. I didn't know they were very religious. I thought they were much more um, getting high. Yeah, that's true. And maybe spirit spiritual. Probably. I, I that, that's a weird thing that we should probably look at too is uh, people who are uh, i'm not religious i'm spiritual yeah uh college humor has a great video about that of like yeah. the church for people who are spiritual but not religious it's so great it's uh yeah i feel yeah. it's a very strange yeah strange distinction it really is but speaking of which um we did the spiritualism episode back yeah. in halloween of 2018 that's true so there's gonna be a lot of overlap with that episode i think i um, think so i think so because that's kind of what started mediums but i just wanted to dive a little bit mm-hmm. deeper into mediums and psychic mm-hmm. mediums and what what they do and why uh, why they piss us off uh yeah they're they're um 
They're something else. Yeah, they really are. To say the least. Yeah. Uh, I loved one of mine. So uh, this is, I don't know, probably the first time I've mentioned on the podcast, but my dad passed away recently. So it's like kind of, you know, dealing with a lot of grief and Mm -hmm. dealing with a lot of that stuff. A lot of different people deal with grief in different ways. Yeah. I loved one of mine, went to see a medium to try to talk to him and my mom and kind of sent me the transcript and stuff of their conversation. And it was... It was a tough one to read because I know that, right? you know, she's just being scammed. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, I tried to <laughs> kind of reach out to her and say, this isn't good. But also my dad, uh, a very religious man, would have been very against anybody seeing a medium. Yeah. So, yeah. so I thought that was ironic, but it was also like... You get to a point where it's I didn't want to push it any further because I was right. like, okay, you're finding comfort in this and you're getting your defenses up. So yeah. it's like I I don't want to. It's yeah. a hard it's a hard thing to navigate. Yeah, I've had this argument with people before in similar kind of things where they're like, well, if it's making people happy, why do you care? Yeah, it's like, because it's it's dangerous. Yeah, you're targeting your whole job is targeting people who it, yes are grieving. Yeah. You're taking advantage of people's pain and sorrow for your own personal gain. And I mean, it's not, it's not just mediums, but in similar kind of veins, I feel the same way about like (laughs) a lot of different like healers and naturopathic kind of shit where they're like, this is the truth. This is what you need to do. Uh, and it's it's just taking advantage of of people in vulnerable times. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's very horrible and very dangerous. And yeah. even if it is making people happy, I think the net gain is is much less than than being okay with that. Yeah, it's true. So let's dive. I don't know into like the history of mediums and people trying yeah. to talk to the dead. Uh, one thing before that, they give you a transcript now. Yeah. Yeah, she got a transcript of, of the conversation. It was like going to see an episode of Oprah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To dive into that a little bit more, I asked, uh, the first question I asked is, did she have your name ahead of time? Mm-hmm. And did you sit down with her face to face or was it over the phone? I didn't ask how much she paid because I didn't want to get there yet. So she sent me a screen cap of a conversation her friend had with the medium beforehand and it was basically, hey, my friend wants to see you. And she said, okay, great. Just give me her name first. I need that first. So obviously she Googled her. <laughs> you would think now you, that would be much more obvious. Yeah. That people can look stuff up about you. Yeah, exactly. Like one of the Very things easily. is like she knew exactly the day my dad died. And it's like, yeah, well, that's yeah, that's like the first thing you're going to find is his obituary. I could probably find it right now. Yeah. Yeah, so then that gives you, like, all the yeah. relatives and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and, yeah, I don't know. It just, unscathing atheist, um, Noah did the one of his diatribes on why you can't debunk people's beliefs sometimes, even if it's, like, yeah. someone's like, oh, I went to a chiropractor, and you're like, well, actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, people's defenses get, like, up right away, and it's really yeah. hard to, like, break those things, because once that, that crumbles, like, what else is going to crumble? Like, what else are you going to... Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so it's it's tough. So I just said, I'm gonna shut up now. Uh, we'll, I'll record an episode about it, and it's up to you if you want to listen. <laughs> so if you're listening, um, I love you very much, and I'm just worried that you're being taken advantage of. That's so, fair. I yeah. mean, it's hard because again, most of the time it's people in a vulnerable 
uh, mm-hmm. position or people who are in pain for one reason or another. Yeah. It's for chiropractic, I'm, I'm using that. As yeah, exactly. Kind of yeah. Um, so when, when they have something that they feel is, is working or is doing something for yeah. them, it, it's hard to convince them that maybe it's not doing as much good as they think it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's also hard to, uh, it's hard to admit you're wrong. Yeah. It's really, it really is. And I think that's a, that's, that's a problem that a lot of people who disbelieve a lot of these things is that they are so convinced that they are right sometimes yeah. that it can be very off-putting. I, I can be that person. I, I can totally like, be that person as well. Um, actually. Yeah. yeah. It, and it's not, it's not necessarily helpful. Yeah. Let's talk about the history a little bit of, of the mediums and, and uh, why people want to talk yeah. to the dead. Obviously, people, well, yeah, people want to talk to the dead because they miss them. Or I thought they want to talk to get the dead because uh, skeletons are cool. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> and also like uh, maybe they have info like how to find the treasure. So you want to? Talk oh yeah, to that's the, true. The like, uh, where did he bury it? Where did he bury it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like, yeah, like you know, your uncle probably has a few hidden stashes. So you, yeah, you gotta. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I'm trying to find my uncle's treasure. <laughs> his box of Playboys? Yes, his box of Playboys. Of course his box of Playboys. <laughs> what do you think treasure means? I don't know. I said blocks of Playboys. <laughs> uh, in the Bible, <laughs> King Saul, yep. he went to talk to a medium mm-hmm. or a psychic or um, a witch. It depends on the translation, but... Some modern, most modern translations will call her the medium of Endor or the witch of Endor. And the moon of Endor. The, from the moon of Endor, <laughs> from the forest moon of Endor, because he wanted to talk to Samuel, uh, the prophet Samuel, which this was in First Samuel, that Samuel was already dead. Wait, Samuel was already dead in the first Samuel? Yeah, in the in First Samuel, Samuel died, but there's still a second Samuel, so explain that one. I don't, I don't know the Bible is yeah. well enough to explain that. No, I, I, mean, I thought you would know. I don't. I don't know why they would do that. It was like the second one like a prequel? Uh, no. Oh, he's still dead. He's still dead through the whole thing. Okay. But yeah, so Samuel yells. Samuel does come back. The medium brings Samuel back. Samuel yells at Saul and is like, "You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to go see mediums. You're not supposed to bring people back from the dead." So in the Bible, according to the Bible, it works. You're just not supposed to do it. Yeah, I'm more concerned about that. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying, like, <laughs> it works. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, the Bible also says that you should be put to death if you go see a medium. I don't know what what to take away from that. I feel like that's a... But I get why they the Bible would be like, don't do this. But at the same time, I feel like that's just a recipe for making people want to do it more. Yeah, it's true. You yeah. Know, the more you tell people not to do it, they're like, well, I'm going to go see a medium because it's naughty. Yeah, exactly. Plus, like, what wouldn't you be put to death for in the Bible, right? That's true. Yeah. Uh, wearing uh, different fibers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, Isn't exactly. That that's mixed what, that fibers. Mixed fibers. I think I'd be dead right now. Yeah. I feel I'm wearing like a cotton poly blend. Yeah. Same. um and in the 19th century with spiritualism the fox sisters that whole deal seances and stuff it became pretty popular and Uh, was it milton bradley who made the uh, the ouija board the ouija board was a big part of it yeah Uh, ouija board becomes popular and people start using that as like oh everybody's interested in talking to the dead so businesses started up yeah i've never used a ouija board me neither let's 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 do it yeah (laughs) I thought about buying one for like Halloween parties and stuff like that. I almost bought one. There was a toy store, not this Christmas, the one before. 
in the Eaton Center. Yeah. And they had stacks, and I mean stacks of Stranger Things Ouija boards. Oh, nice. Yeah. They must have had like 200 of them, yeah. and they were just trying to get rid of them because they were all like 10 bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to get one. And then I forgot, and yeah. then I didn't go back. Oh, yeah. They might still have a few. Yeah, let's go I back. doubt they sold 200 Stranger Things <laughs> Ouija boards. Yeah, exactly. I remember uh, when I was a teenager, um, my brother was applying for jobs, and he applied at a toy store, mm-hmm. and then he asked for the resume back because he said he realized they had Ouija boards, and he doesn't want to work for an occultic place that has what? Ouija boards. Yeah. How can it be occultic if... <sighs> He, uh, okay. I reminded him of that recently, and he's very embarrassed by it. That's very funny. <laughs> if you're listening, uh, oh, he is shame, shame. <laughs> but scientists were actually like studying mediums and stuff like that, and a lot of them ended up becoming convinced that it was all like truth and stuff like that in the 19th century. Like they really like some of them bought into it and were like, "Yeah, yeah I'm gonna say these legit. are probably not very good scientists." No, I don't think so. So, because by the end, especially after the one fox sister like came yeah. out and said, "Hey, this isn't this is how we did it. Mm-hmm. This and is how we did it." They, a lot of people stopped believing it, and that's, it that's became fair. way less popular. And like, um, more and more studies showed how they did it and how all the techniques and the tricks and stuff worked. And yeah. yeah, and then TV happened, and, and then yeah, everything exactly. got back to where it is. Yeah, to bullshit to bullshit. Yeah, because you have people like the um, was it Manhattan uh, Medium? No, Long Yuri, Island Medium. Yeah, yeah. Or, or what's what's the one guy? Yuri Yuri Geller, Geller? in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, he was big. Yeah, he was huge, and he uh, he was less about talking to the dead and more about bending spoons and guessing. Uh, I thought he had drew. a bit of the medium he stuff did, as well. He did have a bit of that. Yeah, he yeah. he also talked to the dead. But we've also talked about like uh, James Randi yeah. like, disproving that stuff as yeah. well. So yeah, James Randi, pretty much anyone we mentioned to, if they're still alive or have died recently, James Randi has called them out and said, okay, prove it. Um, Good. And none of them have gotten a million dollars. Of course not. Dollars. Of yeah. course not. <laughs> yeah. And if you're just tuning in now and you don't know who James Randi is, he is a foundation where if you can prove anything supernatural, he will give you a million dollars, and he has yet to give out a million dollars. He's been doing this for, I think, almost 40 years now. Yeah, he started in the 70s with a $10,000 reward. And I guess yeah. 50 years then. Yeah. It is uh, yet to happen. I think, yeah. was he the one who found that one pastor was using yeah. radio? Yeah, so he found out Peter Popoff. Or, yeah. Yeah. Was uh, transmitting the information via earpiece to him during the sermons. Yeah, exactly. And um, psychics use that same method. It's called hot reading. Oh, of course. It's a version of hot reading, yeah, um, which we'll get into as well. But It's yeah. grifting. Yeah, it's all it's all grifting. It's about reading people and being able to do quick research and, you know, getting the information you need to make it seem more yeah, believable. Exactly. Yeah. I love the, uh, the, the open-endedness of everything, too. Yeah. Oh, it's and if if you're if you're listening to what they're saying without being hopeful of what they're saying, mm-hmm. it's very easy to spot that. At the same time, I could see how it can be very alluring in something that you know when you're grasping at straws and you're you you know you're looking for that that life raft. I mean, and someone's just throwing out stuff. It's to true. You. What do you yeah. like? What do you expect people to do? Exactly, and like um, I think it was Penn and Teller they did. With horoscopes, they gave everybody in a room the same horoscope. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, it was dead on. It was exactly me. <laughs> because people are just wanting that kind of validation. Yeah. Hor- of, horoscopes yeah. are their own special thing yeah. as well. Again, it's just it's just general things that could apply to anybody. Yeah, exactly. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. It's where you look for the things that 
connect to you and you say, oh, this, you, you cherry pick what works for you, ignoring everything else. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's just what people do. That's, I think yeah. that's kind of human nature. Yeah, I think so. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> we all do it. We all do it, yeah. It's just uh, sometimes you have to try and step beyond that. Yeah. So there's a mental mediumship and that's where a spirit will talk to you and you, you know, you, you show, you tell people what the spirit talked to you. So that's the mental version of mediumship so there's no like oh so the physical mediumship is where you like move, you'll move stuff around and you'll, you'll see things so the that. mental ones where they're just like uh, john is talking to me yeah. he says he loves you all very much yeah he says that he's very comfortable in his new cloud condo uh he lives right next door to abraham lincoln <laughs> yeah exactly like, yeah yeah and then the physical one is like you know there's a chalkboard and it'll yeah. write out something or like right. the chalkboard will write out something yeah you, have, you, have you seen hereditary you know when they have the chalkboard and it writes out what the dead person says or whatever right um that's an old psychic trick all the lights are down and yeah everybody thinks that you're holding hands but really like you have a fake hand or you're making them hold each other's hands and they think it's you just think and this then you just got a really like fish-like hand yeah <laughs> it's very supple and rubbery yeah exactly i like that movie hereditary yeah i feel the ending good. i did not yeah i liked it up until the end yeah same and then maybe i'll rewatch it and maybe i'll love it but it just i think wasn't. i would too yeah. i I think my problem with it, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, it was kind of like that culty supernatural ending to it, right? Yeah, that's not, right. Yeah. I thought it was much more compelling when it wasn't clear if it was yeah, just it her was mental yeah. struggles. Yeah. And I thought that was more interesting. Yeah, but. same. That's like, well, that's why I like the Babadook so much. Mm. It did leave it at that. Like, oh, it probably was just her mental like illness or whatever. Or like, yeah. I've not seen the Babadook. Oh, sorry for spoiling it, but it was great. Well. Now I'll never see it because mm-hmm. I'm spoiled. That's true. There's a clairvoyant. Clairvoyance is when you see things that aren't in the same room as you, so you can see like things that are happening on the other side of the world. Or, like You can see things from people's past. You know like, what that's called? The news. The news. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Having a, a Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. <laughs> Telecommunications is the new clairvoyance. That's true. Yeah. So. Well, there's uh, clairaudience. Clairaudience. So that's like clairvoyance, but... Instead of seeing things, you're hearing things. Clairvoyance is the TV news. Clairaudience. <laughs> it says satellite radio. <laughs> satellite radio. That's fair. What's what clairentience? Oh, that's where you feel things, how other people feel. So clairentience is like you feel... Um, so it's like empathy. Yeah. Yeah. This is something that I, 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 I hear frequently dealing with people who talk about spirits and ghosts yeah. and whatever and they say that like I'm very empathetic and I you know I feel like they can change people's emotions and you can sense these things and people take that as a very like energy and spiritual kind of thing yeah but I I don't there's there's nothing to, to support that yeah exactly yeah. All, all you're doing are picking up on cues like yeah like social there cues are so many like, yeah. like verbal cues yeah. uh, physical cues uh, j- just visual clues that you pick up subconsciously and yeah. you're able to process that and know what's happening. Yeah, exactly. It has nothing to do with energy. It has nothing to yeah. do with spirits. It's it's just you yeah. doing what a very social animal naturally does instinctively. Exactly. That's that's what our species 
has evolved to do is to is to pick up on those cues. Yeah, like I went into work the other day, and uh, my coworker, who's like usually like, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah. was like, "Hey, how are you?" And yeah. so I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" And so you know, you you realize that something's different, and you yeah, Exa- we are we are are mentally built to recognize patterns. Yeah, we're built to recognize. Uh, these interactions yeah. like you can tell when something is off yeah exactly whether you yeah. know what that is right away or not is irrelevant and yeah. whether you're conscious of that is is irrelevant as well because you're constantly picking those up and it has yeah. nothing to do with well and that's what a lot of these mediums are really good at like picking exactly. up on those cues they'll be dropping a bunch of stuff and then you react to one thing and they're gonna be like okay that's what i'm gonna yeah. keep fishing with mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean, there are some people who are completely oblivious to these things yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. But I think for the most part, yeah. people are are pretty good at it. Yeah. Just wanted to get that out of the yeah. way because it's, it's definitely something that I hear a lot. Well, let's talk about uh, some famous mediums. Uh-huh. So we've got the Fox sisters, mm-hmm. of course. We, you know, they were the ones that started that whole thing. Um, they, you know, said they saw dead people. But like really, the sixth sense. Like the sixth sense. Yeah. yeah. But really they had apples tied to their feet. And apples tied to their feet. Yeah, they would make tapping noises using <laughs> apples that were tied to their feet on strings. And then they'd be like, you hear that? That's uh, ghosts. Sounds like an apple. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a famous guy in the uh, 19th century named William Stanton Moses. And he uh, would, you know, do all the classic stuff, levitation, talking to the dead, musical sounds would appear from musical instruments. Um, and he did like automat- uh, automatic writing, yeah. which is, you know, where you're in a seance, you just have your pen going. So it's the spirit, you know, making. Oh, me- so like uh, oh, stream of consciousness. Yeah. Exactly. yeah free writing. Yeah. Free writing. Yeah. yeah. And then 1910, this guy was born. His name was Francisco or Chico Xavier. Mm-hmm. And he was a Brazilian medium. And he uh, was on TV a lot and automatic, yeah, automatic writing and all the usual. I'm going to talk to automatic people. Automatic writing feels a lot like speaking in tongues where it's just like you're just yeah. making it up. And exactly. Saying yeah. this is significant. Yeah, this means something. <laughs> Sylvia Brown, obviously mm. we know Sylvia Brown, famous TV. She would go on all the TV shows and talk shows. And there's, I think there's a really good clip of her on like Maury or something like that, where she completely gets it wrong. Like oh, she's like, boy. oh, you're drowning? Or your daughter drowned? Like, no, she was yeah. shot. Like, oh, well, I, the yeah. fluid from the, yeah. I love that. It's like, um, is there, there's, there's someone in your life, um, it starts, uh, name starts with a, with, with an A, A, B, B, C, D, 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 uh, uh, they, <laughs> yeah. they say yes it was irene He's yeah like, i knew there, it i knew I it yeah it. a lot of times they'll use jay because that's a very popular jay first was very name. popular like somebody in you you had somebody in your life uh letter j starting with a j and it's like that applies to both my parents my parents were john and jane so that would work immediately yeah, on me i i have my grandfather john and my uncle's name is john yeah Two Johns. Two Johns. And I have a cousin, John, too. Yeah. A lot of Johns. A lot of Johns. A lot of Johns. Very popular. I feel like there's a John I'm missing, and I'm going to be like, oh. Oh, sorry, John. (laughs) They're probably not listening, so it's fine. (laughs) John Edward. Very famous. Yeah. Modern modern day guy. Mm -hmm. Crossing over. Crossing over with John Edward. Mm -hmm. What was that other guy? I didn't write him down. There was another guy that was like at the same time. He had the mustache. He was like. Geraldo? (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. But he was like, he looked like John Edward was kind of like the cool guy. 
and, he and then the, he was like the dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's dad, dad medium. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crossing guard. It's funny when you like, when you know what to look for, how, how easily you can spot these. Yeah. I went to a show where it was, it was like a magician doing like a seance kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, it was a fun show. Yeah. Uh, but what I found really funny is that before things would happen, you could hear the sound cue starting before it uh, played. Yeah. So like you know, uh, when you like turn on your speakers, you, there's yeah, that there's a pop. There's yeah. a no. There's like there's a bit of that noise where oh, you know yeah, like yeah. or like even when you play a track and there's a bit of silence. Sometimes yeah. it's not really silent. You're getting exactly. that kind of yeah. room tone. I could hear that before most of the sound cues. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, they're going to play a sound cue and then it would play. Yeah. So it's it's funny. Like once you kind of see those things, you see, oh, this isn't real. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. They should have been playing ambient music the whole time and that way you're... Yeah. uh, Yeah. Well, I think think there was for a lot of it. Yeah. But, you know, part of it too is, is that silence and surprise. Yeah. That's true. That's and true. I don't, I don't, necess- this guy, I, he wasn't necessarily trying to be like, ghosts are real. Yeah. And I think it was more of a fun, like, ghosts are real, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, let's yeah. have fun with this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not saying, it was a, it was, a, it was a good show. Yeah. I'm not saying that it was trying to prove anything. Yeah. I'm just saying that in, in these kind of things, these are the things that, you know, when you, when you really kind of look at it. Yeah. The signs are there. Yeah. Uh, uh, another one was uh, Alison Dubois. 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 Dubois, yeah, it is Dubois. Yeah, you're right. Uh, she, uh, she was, uh, she claimed that she worked with the police a lot. And, oh, one of those ones. Yeah, and the TV show Medium is based on her. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> wasn't it? Didn't they do that in The Simpsons where they had uh, a medium helping them and she took them in like the complete yeah. wrong <laughs> they direction? Did. Like yeah. they were like right next door and they're yeah. like, I think they're in Shelbyville or something yeah. like that. <laughs> She's been debunked so many times too. Like police are like, no, we don't work with mediums. Like some of them do, which is scary. That's like, crazy yeah. that that that's uh, why. Like how desperate, yeah, you have to be to be like, let's get someone who pretends to talk to dead people. Yeah, well, a lot of times these people too, not necessarily her, but the ones that would claim to work with the police. It's less that they're working with the police and more that they're reaching out to the family. Yeah, and the family... Did, yeah. Wasn't there one... I remember recently... It might have been one of the people you talked about who was... Uh, who was went on a show and was saying, like, your sister, like your mother-in-law or whatever, she's she's in a better place. She's yes. happy now. Yeah, it was she, Sylvia Brown. Yeah. Right. And that she was that she was dead and then they found her, like, a year later. Yeah. Like, and she was like, it's like, I was alive this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, she was like, was it like Elizabeth Smart or somebody like that who was been. kidnapped and then yeah, yeah, was yeah. found later? Right. And she was just like, it was like a room situation where she was just like, like yeah. how horrible is that? Like yeah. to have someone say like, nope, for, you're, she's dead, yeah. and then you you know you're you're already distressed, and then you think like, is she dead? Is yeah. like, you, do I believe this? And then the thing is, statistically, she was more likely to be dead at yeah. that point. So. She's probably thinking, oh, you know, I'm just going to I'm going to tell them the truth, you know, and then they'll be right. able to move on or whatever. But if you had psychic abilities, if that was actually a real thing, then you'd be like the one person who would know that she wasn't dead. See, what I found interesting was you, you went the very um, you went the assumption that 
I'm going to tell them the truth and help them move on. Yeah. Which I don't think that was no, her intention at all. Not. I think yeah. her intention was, I'm going to tell them this because it's probably right. Yeah. And they'll believe me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They'll believe me. I'll get money. It'll yeah. be on TV. Yeah. Years later, they'll find the body and they'll show that I was right the whole time. And I know it doesn't yeah. seem like a big distinction, but, but I think is. that's yeah. that's that's yeah. the crux of the thing there. Yeah, I know you're right. You're I don't very think much right. most of these yeah. people are trying to help people. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, actually, speaking of which, uh, Mark Edward was he worked for like psychic hotlines or whatever um like uh, miss cleo yeah call me now yeah pretty much like that but like in the 70s yeah but he um it was just like a job for him but he hated it so much because of how predatory that stuff was of course and they would get (laughs) they would have to get like their birthdays and they had like a database of all this stuff so you know these people are going to be repeat callers and then all of a sudden like oh we know all this stuff about you and they also would like harass them with like mailing mail outs and i'm not not surprised by that yeah so he started writing into like skeptic magazines and stuff like that like exposing all their tricks and then he went on like a tour as a medium but then would like Exposed. I mean, that's how, yeah. That's a way to get some credibility, yeah. though, is to say, like, listen, I pointed out all the phonies. I'm the real deal. Oh no, but he was like, he would like, and then say, this is how they do it. Like he was very. So he's not really like I put him in the list of known mediums, but oh, okay. he would. He's very much like um, uh, a skeptic. And right, right, like, right, right, right. Okay. Now his his whole life gotcha. is, is about exposing mediums and right. like any chance he gets to expose how they do their tricks mm-hmm. and how. He's been on Penn and Teller's bullshit. He did Adam Ruins Everything. Yeah. And he, like, which is a good episode to watch, the one about uh, mediums. Like, yeah. It's, I'll have to check yeah. it out. And uh, so he's he's the the good one. And no relation to John Edward, because Mark Edward, it's actually his okay. last name. And I think that's John why I was Edward. confused yeah. for a second there. Yeah. I, I just get confused easily. Me too. John Edward's real name is John Edward McGee. McGee. Jr. Yeah. Oh. Like McGee and me. You ever watch McGee and me? <laughs> Uh, no. Okay. It was a Christian uh, TV show. Was it like Marley and Me? But sort of less dog, more cartoon character friend. Mm. But yeah, pretty much the same okay. idea. Yeah. All right. I don't think he ever died. Maybe as he grew up in his mar- imagination, because he was like a figment of his imagination. That's true. So, yeah. Uh, Trevor, have you ever experienced a medium yourself? No. One time I was walking through the mall and um, the there's a psychic and they said, you want to get your palm read or whatever? And I said... No, I already know my future. It's in the Bible. (laughs) But no, I've never gone to a psychic. I think it'd be kind of interesting to do it for, like, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, for... for, uh pseudoscientific reasons yeah what about you have you ever been to a medium uh, <laughs> i haven't uh been to one uh but we we did interview one on uh my other podcast that right. i do spook yes and um that was uh that was a, that was an adventure yeah um i i was not uh i was not fully on board for for it yeah uh, to begin with yeah. um and then we took a step back. It's like, it's a comedy podcast. It's fine. We're just, it, yeah. we're, we're going to have fun with it. It's okay. Yeah. And I feel because I kind of had a blow up beforehand, I was a lot more uh, um, reserved mm-hmm. during the actual thing. Like the guy, he was a nice enough guy, but it was, it was just a lot of stuff that yeah. I was like, take a listen to it. If you can, it's, it's, uh, we'll, we'll post a link. Yeah. We'll post a link. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 
I, uh, Cody, Cody was asking me how I would do it if I was if I was hosting that episode, mm-hmm. and I was I I couldn't I don't think I could I, yeah. I feel like I would get too angry. It was it was hard it was hard not to yeah. uh, there. It got to a point where I where I did kind of uh, start lashing back a bit yeah. more. Um, Didn't he call you arrogant uh, or something like that? Oh, he said uh, if it was something along the lines of that. Uh, if you can't see that there's uh, something else out there or something spiritual, then that then you're pretty ignorant or something. Oh, right, yeah. And then I said, well, if you think you understand that, then that's pretty arrogant. Oh, right, nice. Yeah, so. I love that Eric Andrews was the. Yes. He's the guest host of that episode, too, because he just buys right into it. He, and... he loves that stuff, man. <laughs> That's great. Uh, um, oh, man. Yes, and uh, he made a few predictions for us, yeah. uh, none of which have happened. Yeah. Um, he had timelines for them, too. Yeah. Uh, nothing happened. Um, so, yes. Yeah. The, the one was uh, he was saying that my car door would not open or it would be broken or something. Within two weeks, yeah. and this was several months ago, nothing happened. And I love that their minds were blown immediately that you were the only one with a car. Yes. And uh, you were the one he said that to. Yes. And it's like, okay, but, but a lot of people have cars. My thing was, too, if I just said, I don't have a car, he would have been like, or oh, you're getting into a car, or yeah. you're trying to do a car. Exactly. That's all it is. Yeah. You start with the, you start with this either or thing. Yeah. And then as soon as they say, I don't have that, and he's just like, okay, so then it must be this. Yeah. Exactly. That's all it yeah. would have been. And That's I, I said that right away when we were doing it. But they're like, oh, you have a car? You have a car? Really? This could happen to you. It's like, no. Yeah. No, it won't happen to me. <laughs> and then his other one was that I would I would see someone I haven't seen in like a long, long time, maybe 10 years on a street corner, and I would, they would say hi to me. I'm like, what? Okay. So I might run into somebody that I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Um, but you might have. But I might have. And if you did, and if you did... I would have been like, and, wow. Yeah, exactly. And you weren't already a skeptic. Yeah. It would have blown your mind if you didn't. But why would it blow my mind? Like, honestly, have have you ever ran into someone that you haven't seen in a long time? Yeah. Actually, yeah. a friend I went to college with, um, neither of us knew that we were both living in Toronto yeah. now. And we ran into each other on the street corner. It was very nice. We had a very nice chat. It happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I ran into someone, uh, this was a few years ago, but yeah. I ran into someone that I went to high school with that I hadn't seen in like 10 years. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're going to, unless you're in different countries or whatever, for whatever yeah. reason, you're probably going to see somebody. It's true. Yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah. It's just chance. It's just, yeah. It doesn't matter. My, uh, my friend, uh, was on vacation, mm-hmm. uh, with his wife and kids, and then they ran into his wife's ex husband randomly while they were on vacation. Like, how, like, it, it's just strange. But I, I got to also... wonder if it really was random oh. and maybe. It's like he a threes was, company situation. He was oh. like, he was like, I'm gonna, I know where they're going, and I'm gonna win her back on vacation. <laughs> oh, it's like a you situation. <laughs> that show you. <laughs> I'm betting that's probably that's what probably it was. what it was. It's just like they're going to the Dominican. I'm gonna be there, and then I'm gonna be like, hey, you guys go to the Dominican too? <laughs> oh, weird. What? <laughs> this is so crazy. So, totally random. Are you here from the twelfth to the uh, the twenty sixth as well? What? Are you staying in room 355? I'm in room 354. <laughs> room buddies. Let's open up the joining doors and we can just like go back and forth. Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> and that's what happened. I, I bet it is. <laughs> if uh, it's not, uh, pff, I don't want to hear it. Then I don't want to hear it exactly. Uh, so there's the Barnum effect, right? 
Like P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. Every minute a sucker's born yeah, or something like that. exactly. Our natural tendency to like find significance and personal significance in things yes. that don't have personal significance. Yes. Yeah. And it's like the one time I really wanted to ask a girl out and mm-hmm. I was really getting up the nerve and a song started playing about uh, just going for it, like yeah. whatever. And so I just went for it and she said no. And yeah. I thought at the time, I thought this is a sign. This is a sign that this is what I need to do. It's like, no, I just... It's a coincidence. I, it's a coincidence. And I, you know, I personally just needed to like think there's some outside reason. So I made myself believe there was an outside reason. And there was not. Plus, most music is about love and falling in love and finding the girl or whatever. Yeah. The and, probability is very high that you would have found something that would have been like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Unless it was like, she fucking hates me. Or something. Yeah, exactly. That started playing that's and be like, no, that's not relevant. <laughs> uh, no, she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so like that's like with cold reading too. So you're mm-hmm. just like, especially it works if if it's a medium talking to a large group of people. And yeah. if you start saying somebody lost somebody whose name started with T or J or like whatever. One there's person. going to be somebody in there. Yeah. And then you add to that like, oh, there was something in the chest they died of something either in the chest or they had trouble breathing. Something in the chest. So that's, you know, it could be lung cancer, it could be heart failure. Um, most people, before they die, they stop breathing. Like, that's pretty common. So, like, yeah. all you have to do is get it back to, well, they weren't breathing anymore. So, I think heart disease is one of the leading causes of death in yeah, North America. Exactly. You yeah. know, heart attack and stroke. Yeah. Lung problems, bronchitis. If yeah. you smoke, you're fucked. Yeah, it, exactly. So vague that's just like i think that like there was something in their torso yeah <laughs> you, you mean where all the organs are yeah, where exactly. everything bad that can happen is well it's funny like the adam ruins everything episode um where they had a medium and she yeah. it was, i was watching it last night and it was funny because it was like um you lost somebody whose name started with a j which applies to me mm. like that's my dad and my mom and then there was something to do with the chest my dad died of lung cancer done and that's the, so that would have applied to me. And then she goes, there was yeah. something to do with the book and, and which is a very vague thing, but I could have easily applied that to, um, the fact that one of our final, like one of our last memories is like me trying to get him to figure out how to use his ebook. Yeah. Like that could have been, I mean the same thing for me. Yeah. I, I, I lost someone with a J and yeah. it was, uh, you know, you could say it was chest, it was lymphoma and, and throat cancer, yeah. esophageal, yeah. same kind of idea. Yeah, and then exactly. book, I mean, my grandfather, we, we would always, we were always like sharing books. Like, yeah. I would give him books to read. He would give me books to read all the time too. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's so broad and open so broad. and yeah. you can find ways to make that work. Yeah, exactly. And then as soon as you're like responding to that they can build off whatever you respond to and then mm-hmm. they're yeah they're shotgunning really is like you just say a bunch of stuff and then respond to whatever yeah whatever fits and but but even that way too like it's it's not even necessarily the case too like i like i just said that it, it works for me too but yeah. my my grandfather didn't actually pass away from the yeah. that thing too it was it was something else it's a long story yeah regardless but but the first my first thing was like oh that's like that too yeah, exactly even though it that's not what it was. wasn't yeah but exactly. you're, you're you're jumping to those conclusions exactly yeah it fits it fits in a way yeah and uh yeah and then of course there's um hot reading 
which I think, I mean, they're all sinister. The whole thing is sinister. Have a very sexy media. <laughs> yeah. well, and you're like, <laughs> and, and you believe anything they say? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's mean, like in Mallrats. Uh, have you seen Mallrats? Uh, yeah. How the psychic years, has, years, um, years, it's like years. the topless psych- psychic and she has the third nipple. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, that's, that's a hot reading. Am I right? Um, Right. I'm going to keep that whole silence. <laughs> Actually, warm reading comes before hot reading, and that's a combination where you uh, know a little bit. Yeah, you just so, keep it warm until yeah, you're exactly. ready for it. I think it's, uh, I think of the the psychic at the beginning of Wizard of Oz. You know, when she goes to see any, like, steals Professor the Marvel? Professor, is it Professor Marvel? I think, that, it, yeah. I think it's Professor Marvel. Uh, oh, that's great. Uh, and then, like, he takes the picture out and, like, uses that to be like, there's a woman that... So he knows oh, yeah. kind of, like... Yeah, you know he's a he's a huckster. Yeah, exactly. But that, that plays in later in the film. That does, yeah. The spoilers. Spoiler alert. He is the wizard. Yeah, magic isn't real. Spoilers. That's right. It was yeah. all a dream. It was twas a dream. It was all a dream. And they did that because um, in the book it wasn't a dream, but in the movie they made it a dream because they thought that would sell better because fantasy fantasy wasn't selling as well that's true and there's no place like home mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and then yeah so but a hot reading is basically it's like the peter popoff thing you have a you know you have a earpiece in your ear yeah and someone's giving you information They're feeding it to you yeah like on the show the leftovers there's a whole plot point about somebody who they just google people and and his wife's in another room and they um, they're like just given that information but um oh that was uh we were watching oh shit i don't know what it was called it was it's like a a game show that they do on youtube where each each episode is different so the contestants don't know how to play oh, okay and this one they had to answer questions and the machine would tell them if they were right or not and the thing that was making the machine work was their significant others were in another room and oh, they okay were, they were answering for the machine so. oh, but they didn't okay. know that they didn't know yeah, yeah. okay yeah it's kind of like that the simil- I mean, yeah it's a bit of a hot hot read i guess <laughs> there was a video on uh, uh youtube uh, mm-hmm. dot com and it was from a uh like a news thing or whatever they they did a a fake history of a building yeah. where the owner had died the owner in the 1800s had been trampled by horses after they got into the staller or out of the okay. stables, but that didn't happen. That was just a made up thing, but yeah. they put it on the website and they put up a, a thing in, in the hotel, like with a picture of the made up owner and stuff. Yeah. And they did a full fake, uh, history on the website. And then they hired mediums to come in and like do a reading and they all told the same story. That's my, that's my thing about, uh, most ghost stories as well especially with like ones associated to places is that you can just make this stuff up. Yeah. You don't, people don't look into it. There's not really yeah. any way to verify that it's been a, like yeah. you can, I suppose. But I mean, any, like I know people who've done like haunted walk tours and things like that. Yeah. And everyone who's ever done them says like, yeah, we made up half of the stuff we told yeah, people. Exactly. Yeah. And that's all it is. That's all it is. That's yeah. all it takes. There was, a, I think it was this American life. They had a, a, ho- a story about a hotel that was haunted by the uh-huh. owner, but the owner owned multiple hotels. So then they went to other, the other ones and they were also haunted by him. <laughs> like the same guy was haunted. like, that's a busy ghost. That is a busy ghost. <laughs> I mean, I guess he got a lot of free time. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like on Seinfeld where it's like, really, you think you have, you're dead now. You can go anywhere in the universe and you're just going to go to a baseball game or you're going to go to your own funeral. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Although I would go to my own funeral if I could. Would you? Oh yeah, I want to see what everybody. I want everyone to be sad. I don't know if I want a funeral. Mm. Yeah, actually, I don't think I do. Yeah. Although I do want um, people to maybe get together and have yeah. I, and I talk think about I think it. I think that's important, but I don't yeah. think the the whole funeral thing is yeah. is uh, is productive. Although I do, and I, I do really want this to happen, so maybe I have to have a funeral for it. Mm-hmm. But I want um, my friends to point at my open casket and yeah. say, "Well, your funeral." That's fair. Yeah, That's and fair. that that would be. That would be good. So I think I'd have to have a funeral just for that. Yeah. But unless I just don't find that joke funny anymore by the time I die. And then... Yeah. I just want the hearse to arrive an hour late. And I'm like, late for his own funeral. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, part of the reason I don't want a funeral, like I don't, I just, just, uh, just toss me in the backyard. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drop me in the, in the uh, garbage can out front. Curbside yeah. pickup. doesn't matter. Once exactly. You're, once you're dead, you're dead. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Why burden your family with all these added expenses? That's the thing. The death industry is huge. Like, just it's how much giant. money they, like... I mean, I, I understand the side of helping people grieve. Yes, yeah. I do. But everything else is just too much. Yeah. And the thing is, too, like, your funeral is usually, what, two days, three days after you die. You're not getting a life insurance paid out that fast. No. So everything's out of pocket and everything's just going on credit or whatever. And yeah. then eventually you can pay it off. Yeah. But it's, and then a lot of people just don't have life insurance. And yep. also life insurance could be going to just help, helping you start over. Yeah. Well, know? I got, I got a hand crank meat grinder in the closet. So when I mm. pass, just uh, put me in there, just grind me up. Make me in the sausages and, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> feed, me, like, feed me people at the ball game. <laughs> when Homer thought he was going to die and he's like, no, Marjana, you're going to want to remarry. And she's like, no, I couldn't even think of oh, yeah. I know. That's why I want you to stuff me and put me on the couch as a constant reminder. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. Yeah. That'd Ta- be all right. Being taxidermy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all I have to say about mediums. Yeah. Um, I don't have a yeah. segment today um, besides... Um, just to say that we're going to now go to an interview. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, an interview is like a segment. I guess it's its own segment. It is its own segment. Hey, everybody. Uh, We have with us uh, David Warnock. Uh, Did I pronounce that right? Yes. Okay, great. That should have been uh, something we asked before. So you've been uh, going around talking about dying out loud. What is that? Well, it's me talking about my story, essentially. And, and um, a big part of that is, I always say, I'm, I'm, we call it dying out loud, but I really talk more about living out loud. Mm. Essentially, is living your best days, your best life. I'm facing a terminal illness. So as I look at that and realize my days are numbered, I'm, my time is short, you know, it helps me focus my attention on the things that matter and mm-hmm. the things I talk about. Yeah. We've, uh, we've always talked about on this podcast. Um, I don't remember where I got it from, maybe Matt Delhanty or something, but you don't have to not enjoy the party because there might be a better after party, <laughs> you know, like, right. Yeah. Like living. Well, that's, that speaks to a part of the issue, a part of the, the whole thing I do talk about because I have a history in evangelical Christianity and was, was a Christian for 37 years and a pastor much of those years. And my view of life was just that, that this is, um, 
kind of a warm-up party, and the the real party is afterwards. And so that causes us to minimize what we have now and to overlook it in many ways. Whereas when you realize that the, this is the one thing we have, the one shot we get, it, it causes you to say, okay, well, let, let me make sure I do this right then, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find that's a worrying thing, uh, especially in today's political landscape, where there are a lot of people in, in power with those kind of views, where you're minimizing the importance of this life. And I, I don't know if those are the kind of people we want making policy. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Hell no. no, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll celebrate the coronavirus because they think it's going to get us to Armageddon quicker. I mean, geez. yeah, yeah, it's Can insane. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We could call it a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Like, um, I lost my dad in December. Um, and he, he went full, like, god at the end like this is like his last kind of thing when he knew he didn't have much time left was he's going to try to convert as many people as possible so that oh. he can see them all again and so that's kind of uh i don't know a, a different approach and i wonder if you have people in your life that just expected that with this diagnosis and stuff that it would make you turn back to god and kind of go full force with that kind of like okay now i'm gonna make sure I get into heaven and see yeah. you all again. Like, like I say, okay, God, just kidding about that atheist thing. Um, yeah. Let's make up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I, you know, no, I'm sure there are some people out there who've thought, yeah, that's, that's maybe what's going to happen, but no one has said it to me uh, personally. So I don't, I don't really know um, if that's in their thinking or not. I think, most people that know me well enough to to say something like that to me know me know me well enough to know that I'm serious about this shit. Mm -hmm. I let go of Christianity a long time ago, and they probably know that I'm not anywhere near coming back to that thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, some people do think stuff like that that God visits you with these kind of diseases to get your attention and that kind of bullshit. Yeah, that'd be kind of a dick God, I'd say. Like, well, he's a God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It it always seems like, don't you think that uh, a truly benevolent deity would want you to be the best person you can be, rather than trying to do all these arbitrary rules that they set up for you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I many times that if 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 someone could prove to me hmm. that the God of the Bible was real, I still wouldn't worship him because he's really a dick. He's yeah. you know, if 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 the Bible is true about what he is and who he is, then no thanks. Yeah. Yes. Actually, somebody asked me recently, like, what would it take uh, for you to believe in God again? And I, I responded with, I'm not sure, but um, uh, it's going to take a lot more for me to worship that God. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was uh, looking on your uh, your YouTube channel the, the other day, and you just hit a year of uh, since your diagnosis. And, yeah. um, yeah, it just seems like it's been a whirlwind of a tour. <laughs> it has been a crazy year. I didn't see this coming, obviously. And mm -hmm. even after the diagnosis, I, you know, was a few, a few weeks removed from that when we started talking on podcasts and, and booking, uh, speaking gigs and it just sort of snowballed and became a thing with all kinds of stuff surrounding it and 
we just decided to kind of roll with it and and it, it's been a very gratifying thing because it mm-hmm. seems like it's reaching a lot of people in in ways that really matter and um it's given me a purpose and and meaning in 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 ways that I can spend my time and energy mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a full-time job uh, yeah. in essence I get up every day and I do this stuff and and it's really enriching to be honest yeah. with you I think that's such an important thing, especially dealing with an illness, is to have that kind of sense of yeah. purpose, and meaning, right? And, and how, how have you been feeling since uh, since the diagnosis? Like, how's it? Well, yeah, it's mine. Is the thing about ALS is is that it's different with every every person. Their their mm. progression is different. Their symptoms are different. It, it's it, it's in different parts of the body. Mine has been in my fingers and arms and and hands. And that's where my weakness is. Uh, the good thing about this thing is there's not a lot, there's not a lot of pain associated with it. There's no, you know, there's no flurry of doctor visits and things because they don't really have anything they can do for you. So it's just pretty much you live your life the best you can and manage. Mine has has really gone fairly slowly, which we didn't know at the time. You know, when I got the diagnosis a year ago, I thought hell, I could be dead in a year. I could be in a wheelchair. So I'm I'm going to live it up. And so it's been very slow, and I'm doing I'm doing okay, and all things considered. That's great. Yeah, I think we have a lot of parallels. I was a youth pastor actually before I lost my faith, and it was a very, I feel like it was a very slow process. Were you um, were you still a pastor when you were like doubting, or was it like um, kind of after you had kind of left the ministry and stuff, and you walked away, or was it like throughout? Um, yeah, mine was. I was already out of the ministry. I was working in the insurance business, which is what I did for the last 10 years. And and I began a process of evaluating things uh, over the course of a year. It was a better part of a year, a year and a half um, from 2009 to 2010, where I just had, I kind of had enough of things just not looking like there was a God involved. and, And I got really tired of making excuses for his absence and invisibility and silence. And so I started really investigating what, what it was all about for the first time in my life, sadly. And mm-hmm. it just came up lacking sorely. And I realized that, uh, I mean, it wasn't a decision I made. It was more of a, a conclusion I came to after examining the evidence. Um, but it was a process of time that led me down that road. Yeah. Um, I also saw in another interview... You're uh, in the Jesus Freak movement? Yeah, boy, I was a Jesus Freak, yeah. Yeah, that was our second episode of Believe It or Not, was yeah. we talked about the Jesus Freaks. Really? Um, it was, uh, I don't know, it seems like a very interesting movement with a lot of crazy things that went on. Oh, but, yeah. But uh, what, what was your involvement with that? Well, it was just in the mid-70s, people were getting caught up in the, in the, in the uh, emotion. It kind of followed the hippie movement where it was counterculture, countercultural in so many ways and you know it's this idea that god wasn't found in the churches because the churches were all dead so we were finding him in coffee houses and uh home home groups and street ministry and things like that and that's there was this it was just yeah it was completely countercultural and and you know long hair and bell-bottom blue jeans and and all that and so there was this um just an emotional wave that you kind of got caught up in, and and I was I was caught up in that. I was kind of a victim of that because it it was reaching out to people who were disillusioned or 
confused or vulnerable or all the above and and it was something that was very appealing because it was this this groundswell of emotional involvement with with people that were you know young people and and anti-establishment and all that stuff so we didn't you know we went to churches the first few years of my uh uh salvation if you will we we were going to churches to bring life to them you know we, we'd go in and and the pastors would would love it because these Jesus freaks were here and would bring a little energy into the church. And that was happening all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of a weird, looking back on it, it's just really strange. Yeah. Well, and then that builds that, like, when you have all that emotional connection to it and that full, like, energy, it's like you're you're almost self-proving that there's, like, something to it. You're like... Oh. Yeah, you're creating that energy and your that excitement, and then it's like that's you know confirming to yourself that this is real and this has yeah. something from God. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I was involved a little bit more in like the progressive church and stuff like that. And it, I mean, as much as yeah, I'm glad they're doing like important things, like as far as like changing the church and stuff, it was still kind of boring. <laughs> well, you create your own excitement. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing a book about my story and and I'm kind of I've been reliving some of those early years as I write about it and I realized man we just kind of brought we go into a, a young people's meeting that we had every week at, at a house and there wasn't anything going on I mean you walked into the house a bunch of young people were sitting around grinning at each other and going hallelujah praise the lord and and there was nothing there in essence to be excited about except that we just kind of created our own excitement yeah we were excited about being excited. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So when uh, when's that book coming out? Yeah, geez, I gotta. I am way behind. Um, I, I need. I, I'm hoping to have it out by the end of this year. I was really a, uh, enthusiastic about it and a little bit um, naive, thinking I could get it done by the end of last year. But I've traveled so much yeah. last year, and I'm traveling yeah. so much this year still that it just is really cutting to my writing time. So. Yeah, I was just I, talking to Damien here about, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I'm writing a play right now, and it's the same thing where you keep giving yourself these deadlines and stuff, oh, and it's like, I can do this, and yeah, sorry. No, and I don't know why I do that to myself. I, I <laughs> if, if I, I gotta, I, I mean, I just, every time someone asks, I was at a meeting last week, and the first question at Q&A was, when is your good book going to be out? And I just kind of groaned. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, like I said, it's just going to be a short interview today. Yeah. But Damien, do you have any final questions? Or no, I think we got most of what we wanted. To yeah. Hear. I mean, it was it was really great talking with you. Um, I think it's it's great what you are doing and yeah. that you're talking to people who maybe need to hear someone say the things that you say. Yeah, I think it's really important, especially those people who are really on the fence and they're not really sure where they stand. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's I've been very thankful for the opportunity to, to talk to people. If people want to follow along, you can put my website on the show notes or anything. Oh, Dave for Outloud, sure. DaveOutloud.com and they can connect with, um, follow, you know, pull up my calendar, see where I'm going to be. If, they, if they're in the area, come hear me talk or meet me. I, I love meeting people that I've connected with online. It's, it's always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Really appreciate you uh, coming on and talking with us today. This has been really great. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye.
Hey guys, this is Trevor. I realized that me and Damien didn't record an outro for this episode, so I'll just do it. Uh, I want to thank Dave Warnock for coming on and talking to us and telling his story and his journey, and I really appreciate that, and I think you should check out everything he's doing because I'm fascinated by him and um, inspired by him very much. I also want to thank all of you for sticking with us for 50 episodes. This is episode 50. Can you believe that? I can't believe that. No, I can't believe that. Anyways, thank you so much. Um, like and subscribe if you liked it. Um, you know, tell your friends about us. If you have that one friend who's maybe leaving religion or is just interested in religion, let them know about us. And um, thank thank you so much. I love uh, talking to y'all online and on Instagram and all that stuff. And keep reaching out. It's been it's been an incredible journey, and uh, I've loved every minute of it. Thank you so much. Love you so much. Bye-bye. Work, 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 Sky Moon. <laughs>